Okay, we're live, so I'll do a little intro. Michael, thank you very much for returning to my uh, conversation podcast. My pleasure. And I thought we would chat through some things of the moment, just to, as much as anything else, really just to um, capture for the record the way one or two things are currently that are of importance to our lives mm. um, and that of our families. And in no particular order, I thought we'd chat a little bit about Manchester City um, and football. And then possibly something about Donald Trump, because I'm recording a couple of other conversations with people about Donald Trump. It's just interesting to get a number of perspectives. Mm. And that will be interesting to look back on in a month, maybe. But whether we'll cover all those things, I don't know. Yeah. Let's start with Manchester City, if we could. Mm -hmm. um, so let's do some, let's place one or two things on record. And I apologise, I haven't given you any notice of these uh, questions as such, but but uh, it's better, better kind of live than prepped myself. Yeah. Can you remember when your first ever game was that you saw? Live. Um, City. No, I can't. Um, I was taken to a lot of games in the early 1970s. Um, I think it was possibly even a reserve game. In those days, they used to play it at three o'clock on a Saturday at, at home when the uh, first team were away. And I think I was taken just for the first 45 minutes or something like that. Mm. But by, by dad. Uh, yeah. But I used to go and I'd sit in the Platte Lane end with my dad's sister um, mm. because there were seats. Um, so for the first few years of me going, that's where I went. And I went with my auntie. Um, and I probably went for a good 10 years in the Platte Lane. That's where I always went with her. Got a recollection of going to City against Derby. It's one of the first games I can remember. Um, we won 4-0. Um, Francis Lee scored a penalty. I think Rodney Marsh scored. Um, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you the first game, no. But, no. but your pedigree as a City supporter goes right back to uh, when you were a small child. Yeah. I suppose, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I saw a lot, and, and I saw a lot of other football as well. My dad would take me, um, I think we were living in Nottingham at the time, so I went to Notts County and Notts Forest, Mansfield. Um, when we moved to Coventry, I went to Walsall, Northampton, a lot a lot of times to Coventry City, um, Birmingham. Not Aston Villa, strangely enough. Um but yeah, I saw a lot of football, a lot of football. Uh, it's what me and my dad did. Because um, I think, I don't know whether it's fair to say, but, uh, but certainly my perception of it is, is that most city supporters um, tend in the main, or used to tend in the main, to have a very clear and direct link to Manchester itself. Mm -hmm. um, I suspect Manchester United did many years ago, although Manchester, although the ground is not in Manchester, technically. It's not. 
No, it's not. Um, City have always been, I've always regarded them as the Manchester club. Of course, there are United fans in Manchester, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, City have always had a very big fan base that, that's from Manchester. And of course, there's, then there's the, the, the second generation from those people. Um, I mean, I couldn't really call myself a Mancunian proper because we left there in the late 60s and I, I would guess we left there in about 68. Why would that exclude you from being a, a Mancunian proper? Well, uh, though I was born there, um, I've lived uh, about 50 years away from there. And um, although I've, I went back there to college and I went back there so many times to watch City, it, it, it's not... It's not uh, it's not a city I would ever choose to live in now. Mm. It doesn't appeal at all. Um, so it's been it's been a long time. That's all. It's just a passage of time. But, but certainly that's what it says on my, on my passport and my birth certificate. You know that's where I was born, um, and uh, I had no choice. It was the law. I, I was a blue, and that for many years. Well, not for many years because certainly in the first few years when I was sporting city, they were a very good team. Mm. And they, they would compete, and it was only at the start of the 80s, about 1983, when they went down, that it started. That followed, then there was about four years of utter turmoil. Then we came back for about five or six years, and then it was appalling mm. for about eight years. And then we came back up in 2002, um, stabilised for five or six years, and then, of course, we got taken over. And, and we were the team of the decade um, in the tens, without a doubt. I think we both feel those days are now uh, over. And yeah. we're about to enter a new cycle of, mm-hmm. you said this about actually schools, as, but I think it applies to football, that the cyclical, uh, the cyclical nature of history, in some senses, applies to, applies to football. And I think, I think it'd be... I don't say this with any uh, malice, but I, I just think it, I just think that's the way the wheel is currently turning. That we're about to enter a period of mid-table, um, top half. We used to be known as the, uh, amongst many other things, as the kings, kings of the mid-table for for a few years, and I think that's probably where we're going to be for the next couple of years. I would have thought. Well, um, it's difficult to say, isn't it? But. Um... I go into games now with absolutely no confidence whatsoever. Um, as long as you've got a manager that, that constantly changes the defence every single game, they can't possibly have any continuity whatsoever. Key players have gone, and that's always a problem. When you lose the generational talent that we have, you know, if you look at the last games we've played, we have, we've had no silver company, Aguero, Yaya, um, a fading Fernandinho. None of the players that that that, that made us what we are um, are there anymore, and they've been replaced with, in my opinion, mediocrity. We've bought very badly, um, other than Laporte and De Bruyne, obviously. Um, you know, nobody's going to tell me Riyad Mahrez. And, and Benjamin Mendy deserve a place in that team, Graham. Um, I find it I find it gobsmacking that they get in there. Um, Rodri, 
is slower than me. Um, Gundawan is, Rocky, you know, basically. Well, it, well, as soon as you, as soon as you, as soon as you play him with Rodri, City are absolutely terrible. And every City fan I know can see it, and the manager can't. Anybody, anybody who's watched football for any length of time looks at Benjamin Mendy and thinks that's that's a really, really poor fullback, except Pep Guardiola. Um, the goalkeeper is the wor- biggest worry because mm. two years ago, or you know, yeah, two years ago, the, the 19, 18, 17, 18, 18, 19 season, he looked the best goalie in the world. Mm. He looks he looks shambolic now. Why is that? Do you think? I I think it's always got confidence with goalkeepers, Graham. But I'd also point to the fact that if you do change your defence every single game, mm. you, you know the, the the and we play this passing out from the back. It's all right saying everyone should be able to play it and people come in and slot in, but they're human beings. And you know he, he they're, they're not they're not shielding as they used to, because they used to have a player called Fernandinho who would shield and was the best shield you've ever seen. And neither Gundogan or Rodri are that. They're just not as good, the players. Mm. They're not as good. Mm. And that's a problem, you know. Go back to Mancini's era, we would pick from Balotelli, Dzeko, Tevez and Aguero up front. Against Leeds, we had no available striker. <laughs> It's incredible, isn't it, really? <clears throat> I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that um, a club with our resources get to that position. Why have we been so heavily dependent on Sergio Aguero when, you know, it doesn't take, it takes, take, would take a, a parrot with an abacus to work out that he's, you know, the wrong side of 31? I guess. I guess that in Pep's system, there's only really room for one striker. Because he, he likes to play with these two uh, wingers, doesn't he? Well, if you're a player looking for regular first-team football, you look at City and you're thinking, well, I'm not going to get in ahead of Aguero. He's arguably City's greatest ever player. He's certainly the, the record holder for most goals ever scored. I'm not going to get a kick. I mean, you wouldn't. Jesus wouldn't get a kick if Aguero was fit. And rightly so, because Gabriel Jesus, for whatever he is, is about a tenth as good. Um, although we do look better uh, when we play with him as opposed to no striker because Raheem Sterling is not a striker. Um, So I think that's why, whereas when we had Mancini, of course, he liked to play two strikers, so we had four, so you could platoon and you'd got options and combinations. And Aguero and Dzeko were very good. Aguero and Balotelli were very good. Tevez and Aguero, he rarely played, but when they played together, they were good. Mm. You know, um, now it's very worrying. I mean, you say mid table, right? Mm. They look bottom six to me. Mm. They look bottom six. I've gone through that, I went through their fixtures early this week, and I thought this is going to be difficult for two or three months. Whereas you used to go through them and you think, well, they could win 10 in a row here, and often they did. Now, I don't see, I, I can't see where the next game is that I think, ah, oh, well, they'll win that. Mm. 
And then you get De Bruyne. Well, De Bruyne's too tired to play. Oh, okay. You know, we seem to get these injuries. I mean, do everyone else have these injuries? I don't know. Um, you, you just knew what was coming at the close of last season. We're playing and we're looking okay. And you just think, well, what will happen here is Aguero will get a knee injury or something. Ten minutes later, Aguero gets a knee injury. And you just think, right, okay, so that's the, that's any hope of the Champions League just evaporated there. Because without without Aguero, of course, we had no chance in that Champions League, none whatsoever. Mm. Um, so the, the picture is the picture for me is really worrying. Although, you know, I, I look at the defence and I think, well, if he picked his first choice defence of Walker, this new guy, Jury's out, we don't know, Laporte and Ake. I'd be happy with that. I think I'd just play them until one of them got injured and say, right, you, you know, come to, I mean, look at the Invincibles with Arsenal. They, they, they played the same defence every week. Yeah. Every week it was the same, wasn't it? It was, was it Winterburn, Keown, Adams and uh, Dixon or something like that? You know, they, and they just played every week. And cliches as well, wouldn't it? And I don't know whether Clichy was one of the Invincibles. He might have been. Anyway, the yeah. point made, isn't it? And I think what, what alarms me, which I find very, very surprising, is that uh, strategy seems to have been, for a club that's got a very, very uh, uh, exciting and <clears throat> world-beating club strategy in terms of the ground and the facilities and, and, and the, and, and the uh, vision for the club as being as being you know rooted in the city but 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 uh and and capable of self-perpetuating high quality that seems to be the vision mm. um um but when it comes to the first team it is all it seems to have been all about get guardiola in and then it'll be all right mm. and I, I find that very difficult to understand because caldoon is clearly has a brain the size of belgium um, and is a much obviously by any measure uh, um, a more um, intelligent, sound, incisive um, chairman than, than than we've ever had, I think. Um, and yet um, we are where we are. When because one of the myths has been that you used to hear a lot about Manchester City in the past year or so has been, well, uh, what a, what a what a squad in depth they have. Mm. Look at their bench, and yet all of a sudden you look at our bench now, and it is uh, it's uh, EDS, uh, you know, and, and they're okay. They're okay. There's one or two uh, promising uh, uh, guys there, but it ain't a, a squad in depth by any measure. It just isn't. Um, when you, uh, for me, more concern is when I look at the first team, and I look at them and I think, well. Where's the world class in there? Where is it? You know, again, go back just a few years and you'd look at the team sheet and you'd go, you've got Yaya Torre, Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, Sergio Aguero at his peak, Leroy Sane, um, a young and emerging Sterling company. Um... You'd look at the team sheet and you think, well, it could be 5-0 this. Mm. 
I look at it now. I mean, I just shake my head. Last week, the, the Leeds game, I'm sitting, I'm thinking, well, I know how this will go. There'll be 20 minutes where City will look really good. And then they'll work us out and fire a few balls over the top. Or there'll be an error. And uh, then it'll be a real battle. And then you're watching it and you're thinking, and I just groaned when I saw Mendy on the team sheet. You've just bought mm. Ake. Mm. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I see Mahrez's name, who, who I cannot stand. And I thought, well, you've got Bernardo Silva there, who two seasons ago was as good as anyone in the Premier League. All right, last season I thought he was poor, but he's clearly not a poor player. Mm. Um, when you're watching the game, and I remember typing into a group that I was watching the game and I just said, it's a matter of time before Leeds had scored here. And before I'd finished the text, it went in. Mm. And I just thought, well, who knew? And they could have won that by 4-5-1. Yeah. You know, and I'm texting, I'm asking for half an hour saying, can you just take Mendy off and put Ake on? Take Mares off and put Bernardo Silva on. When that finally happened, City started to look really threatening again and Leeds couldn't cope. And you think, all right, Guardiola's on 20 million to make a, a, a too late decision that, that everyone else is, because what I was saying was obvious. And I, I, I don't like that, Graham. I don't like that at all. Um, I, I saw him, he come out after half time, no changes, and you just think, well, why not? Well, because he never does. Well, that's not a reason. That's not a reason. By the time we got to half time, we could see it wasn't working. So what did he say at half-time to them? Because it made no difference. And then he makes the changes. We secure up at the back and we've suddenly got a player who will hold the ball, who will beat a man, who will do something interesting, who will bring other players into it, as opposed to Riyad Mahrez, who will get the ball and selfishly balloon it over the bar, which he did twice in 40 seconds in that game. Mm. I, and the second one, I'm amazed the telly survived. <laughs> You know, although in truth, you know, watching the game with a general sense of apathy because this isn't football for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, VAR, which is awful. The no crowds, awful. Um, the general lack of quality in in teams when you when you look at them. Um, it's. I, I it, think that's. I think that's across a, a lot of teams in the Premier League at the moment. It is. It is. I mean, you think, think well, so, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool are a great side. They lost seven two at Aston Villa. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, 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 and uh, I, 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 I'd like to find it interesting. This business about no crowds. Yeah, I wondered whether that would be a revealing thing. You know, if mm -hmm. you haven't got home advantage, or you haven't got it, 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 it equalizes the the home away thing, which is why we're getting so many big scores away. Yeah. I think this year. But also, it ought to reduce it down to well. Let's have a look at the, what these players are actually like. We're not when they're relying purely on response to managerial strategy and their own technique and their own interplay with one with another. Either they're not feeding yeah. off as Liverpool patiently do um, a crowd that is um, almost uh, criminally um, uh, yeah. uh, uh, vicious, both both in the ground and off the ground. Yeah, many many ways. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I think mediocre players like Jordan Henderson, for example, uh, uh, almost wholly rely on the fuel, the oxygen 
of, um, of, of the crowd to boost his mediocrity. And I think that's been revealed. No one, and I wondered, uh, but it's not interesting enough to be interesting to, to see to see these teams, you know, to see Everton, um, Everton, Southampton, and Leeds uh, pr promoted in the early stages of the Premier League to the uh, dizzy heights that no doubt they'll fall from. But it ought yeah. to. Be, I, I can't. I don't know whether I can be interested enough to watch the Everton game later on. Um, they're clearly, you know, Liverpool clearly on top and so on. Just not, and I don't know why. And I don't think it's only VAR. I don't think it's only VAR. There is something about football at the moment. It, it's a lot of it's VAR, clearly. But there's something about football at the moment that is uh, makes it quite hard to watch. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 um, I, 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 I just prefer watching the NFL on a Sunday night. Um, I really do. Uh, they, they, they don't. Have, they have some crowds in, and you know, crowds make a massive difference to all sport. Of course, they do. Um, but it, I don't know what it is with football. But I think it's not just you saying it or me saying it. There's a lot of people saying it, and I don't know when fans are allowed back in in another in a year's time or whenever. Because God knows when uh, this this will end. You know, God knows. Um, I, don't, I wonder how many will go back. Yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be a real fight on for... for... Yeah. I was thinking about this today. You know, you'd, you'd really have to think, crikey, we've got, to, we, we've got to dramatically improve the ground experience mm -hmm. um, for people. To, to, to make them shell out money that they because because the economic damage that this um, response to this virus is 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 uh, uh, having is so profound worse mm. than certainly in my lifetime I would say certainly it's certainly worse than the 80s crash and certainly worse than yeah. the period of the miners strike I would say yeah. and so, uh, 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 um, uh, either miners battle you know the early 70s and, and, and early 80s this is the worst time for, 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 for millions of people. So you can bet your bottom dollar they're not going to they're not going to uh, do anything with the season ticket prices, but they ought to, and they ought to do something with um, with the ground experience, which is frankly even at Manchester City, I think is pretty horrible, pretty horrible from the lose outwards, um, yeah. rammed and packed concourses, and the terrible food and the frankly. Um, uh, I know it's a horrible job, but the stewarding it's a city from my memory. I haven't been for a few years. Mm. Pretty, pretty, pretty obnoxious, actually. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you, you chuck in for us the M6. <laughs> it's not an, to, 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 to watch, uh, to watch, to watch it. So it's really, they've got to do some real thinking about that, but that's way up in the future, isn't it? That's way up in the future. Well, I could tolerate, I tolerate all those things. If, if the experience on the pitch is what it is, I mean, the, the, watching football as I did a lot in the eighties and terrible old crumbling grounds with that outside urinals with no roof. And it was a just basic wall. Yeah. I could tolerate all that. Um, Graham, it, 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 it ended for me that Spurs game this season, last season, when we scored in the last minute, 
and you celebrate and you think, you know, it just makes the journey worthwhile. You know, a deserved last minute winner, good game. And then it comes up that it's going to be looked at by VAR. Mm. And then it's disallowed. Mm. And I thought, I don't think I'll ever celebrate a goal again. I no, felt, no. felt foolish. And let's be honest, that is what it's about. Well, I felt foolish. So I thought, we got we walked away from the ground. I was with Ian and probably Claire, I think. And I just said, I think football's finished. If that's what's going to happen. So we saw it later on match of the day. And it was ruled off because Laporte was running to head the corner. He had his shirt being pulled. And as a result, the ball brushed against his arm. Mm. Didn't divert the path of the ball. It went straight to Sterling as it was going to. But had, of course, he not been being fouled, because that made it a penalty. You know, if you, want, if you want to disallow it, it's a penalty to City. Or you say, well, it's advantage to City and it's a goal then. But no, any, any brush of the arm is deemed... A, so I thought, well, if that's how it is, it's over, because they'll just use it. So then the next game we go to, we score five goals in the first 20 minutes against Watford. And looked like they were going to score 15 that day. Five goals after 20 minutes. And all the goals were at the opposite end to where we were. And I didn't stand up for a single one of them. No. Well, that's that then, isn't it? Well, yeah, because because what that ends up being is you, you, it's an afternoon watching cricket, isn't it? Of, uh, you know, very uh, a game that, that, that is, is at its most glorious when it's swift and passionate and beautifully played and merciless mm. and gut-wrenching in the best yeah. sense of the word. You know, I don't talk about Leicester, for example. I, I, I think you, you and I were together when we saw Leicester beat Manchester City 3-1, uh, well, I don't know, four years ago or so at home. And they won 4-1, a 3-1. Um, and, uh, well, there it was. Every single goal was a, was a kick in the guts but we were back the following week. Mm. Uh, but it's not, there's not the same. No. Know, even the Stuart Pierce days, we went. Oh, no. oh. Week in, week <clears throat> out to those horrible, horrible games. But mm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Where's the optimism? Got to find some optimism because I will watch it later on. I will watch it in, in, in about an hour. Um, in fact, the team uh, mm. reminds me of when your dad used to phone you in the car it's the team out Michael and it's half four so the team will be announced I think we should probably have a look at that well I'll get it up for you and I'll, I'll tell you now there'll be it'll be horrible um let's have a look uh, uh I, I, it's the only time I ever look at Twitter um what do I do to find it uh, City v Arsenal right here we go then. Oh, we've got a striker. Not Aguero, please. He's not fit. Oh, it's a completely different defence again. Mm -hmm. Oh, so um, it would appear that uh, um, Laporte's injured again, then, is he? Oh, God. So it's Edison. Then he's going Walker, Diaz, Ake and Cancelo. Rodrigo, Foden, and Bernardo. 
Mares, Sterling Aguero. No. Well, Mikel Arteta will be will be shaking his head in uh, and thinking, well, we'll probably put the same team out. We don't need to alter very much, but that's weird. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes I used to think that what, what, what Guardiola was doing was thinking, well, yeah. I'm going to choose precisely the right instrument as a surgeon would for a different, it's a different operation on my table here. So I'm going to need different tools to do it. Well, we've got no bench. The bench, there's nothing to come off the bench that will change anything. No. Well, go on. Tell me the bench. Let's have a let's have a smile about that. Stefan. Who? Goalkeeper Zach Stefan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stones. Oh. Gundogan. Oh. Torres. Fernandinho, Delap, and Garcia. Like oh, I say, Lord, no game changer on there. The squad in depth. The it's squad in depth. That that's a mid-table side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our only hope really is that we get something from Aguero. But you say, okay, so if everyone else is fit, what do you do? Well, <clears throat> you've got Laporte, you've got um Gabriel Jesus and Kevin De Bruyne. Only two of those would get in that team though. Mendy doesn't even make the bench today. Well, he'll be shopping or ill, uh, or well, he's had two weeks off, so he's probably he's probably strained a, 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 an eyelid or something. But that is only disappointing from the sense that that's more money down the drain. I don't really want to see him on the pitch. He's not uh, no it for the Premier League at all, at no. all. No, no. But you've now got a completely brand new centre half pairing again. Well, you know, I, I put my money, I put my money on Arsenal again. Um, I expect to make good money out of this today. Yeah, you, you almost certainly will, um, because once again, Manchester City are. And this is another puzzling aspect of it. They're Bookie's favourite to win the game, and weirdly, Bookie's favourite to win the Premier League. Well, Arsenal to win and both teams to score, and I think that's likely. I think it'll be two one or three one to Arsenal. He's eight to one. Oh, I'm having some of that. I'm having you some. Know, of that. But it was when I put a tenner on. Because I just thought, oh, I'll have some of that. Because the way I do it, I just think, <clears throat> come on, and with all your experience here, what are you thinking? And I'm thinking, oh, there'll be goals, and it'll be 2-1, 3-1. Mm. Mm. So I think, so, so okay, you're Arsenal both teams to score. Right then, so, well, well, let's have a look. Let's let's have a look what, the, what they're giving you now. Uh, well, Arsenal, it's the same as it was yesterday. Arsenal 5-1 to one to win at any stage. Wow. And uh, for both teams to score, two to one, surely evens. Um, it's 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 actually um, seventeen to two now. It's gone out. Both teams to score. It was eight to one when I bet. It's now seventeen to two. No, no, Arsenal to win and both teams to score. When I bet that, I got eight to one. It's now seventeen to two, which is eight and a half to one. Wow, wow, wow. So they've seen the team with Aguero in it and have thought City are more likely to win. Astonishing. But presumably looked at that back four and thought it's much less likely that Arsenal will score. And what you need at the back there against Arsenal is pace and, basically, as you were implying, uh, uh, um, 
swift of foot understanding between one player and another. Yeah, well, they've got the, the pick. They pick three fast players. To be fair, I mean, yeah, we'll, you need we'll, people. You need you need to that that. I would have thought that your back four is the least uh, uh, is the last area you can tinker with and change to adapt to circumstance because the the the, the level of, convers- of of talk and of yeah. and of spatial awareness. Um, and a player awareness and of the and, and knowledge of each other's skills and weaknesses are so critical at the back. So many times, John Stone struggled with this because this, because he just has been so unable. Yeah. A, he hasn't really got the skill at this level, the top end of Premier League. But B, to be fair to him, um, he never really was in a, a settled four that enabled him to think, well, I know yeah. what I'm doing here. My confidence has risen and I know who to depend on and they know what my weaknesses are and they can cover for me. And he looked Bambi-esque from, uh, well, from about game four or five, first couple of games, as is often the case with new signings, he was okay. The principal, so, the principal language in City's team today is Portuguese. <laughs> there, are, there are, as far as I can see there, there are... Um, um, Four Portuguese speakers in the starting eleven. Portuguese. Mm. Well, they're better at football than the English, so perhaps you know. I don't know. He's he's got pace in the defence. Walker's the fastest defender I've ever seen. Um, in fact, that that's 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 the only reason I think he he he's good because it gets him out of so much trouble. But I want to see him being far more direct, like he was at Spurs. Cancelo's not slow. The problem with Cancelo, he'll get turned turned round and they'll play the ball inside him. One of their goals will come from a Cancelo position. Ake's very decent speed-wise. But I, I like Ake and I did when he was at Bournemouth and that was watching Bournemouth getting hammered at City. Mm. I used to come away and say, I'd have him. And I watched him close up. Those games where we, where we were uh, winning by that margin um, at, uh, at Watford and others, um, that was a completely different kettle of fish there. Uh, n- n- uh, Bayern Munich would have struggled to contain that. Yeah, I, I just remember saying, when, when we were talking about players we'd buy, I, I, I said um, in the car, this fellow at Bournemouth, I really rate him. He just stands out. I mean, the Bournemouth fans think he's their greatest ever player, which he's probably not saying a lot. But, you know, point is, um, I, I think he's a good player and he's done nothing wrong so far. So I've just I've just said it today. He he volleys it into his own net. <laughs> You've got to laugh. Off the bench and gets two. You've just got to laugh. It's football, you know. It is uh, football. It is absolutely hilarious. Were it not, it goes back to let's finish where we started. It goes back to 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 to, to my question about the, the the early days because, like it or not. And we don't at the moment, particularly neither football nor watching Manchester City. It is impossible to switch off. It's impossible to switch off on that game. I think, with the exception of um, the Porto game, I probably will watch that. But uh, if I find myself engrossed in some other activity, I don't think I'd be too disappointed because I've missed it. Uh, and early stages of the FA of the League Cup. Not particularly bothered, and I, and I think in fact there was a a, a League Cup game I, I missed entirely. But uh, Premier League, it's got to be watched. It's got to be watched. Got to be endured. It's got to be endured. Well, I think that's the right word. So, do you want a word on Trump before we finish? 
Well, before we do, uh, let's make some. Let's do a quick uh, um, uh, prediction about. Well, I think because we'll probably talk about this again after Christmas. I would have thought, but I don't think we'll talk about Manchester City before Christmas again. Well, we can do another podcast on politics if you want. I think we'll. I think we'll. No, I want to do two things because you and I won't talk again on, in a recorded historical sense uh, be, before the election. But just give me if you. I don't think you'd be up for this, but a, a, a prediction for Manchester City. Mm. All right, no, let's go. Let's go for uh, let's go for Guardiola. Do you think Guardiola this time next year he's still with us? No, I think he could be gone at Christmas. Okay, uh, I agree. Everything about this season has got got the stamp of this is my last year. Really. Uh, I, I, it's not inconceivable that City get hammered again today and go on uh, 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 and find themselves in the bottom three at Christmas. Right. Okay. Well, we'll... I, honestly, it's not inconceivable to, to me. I think they are that poor, predictable, yeah. uh, yeah. and at the moment, they are that poor. And the mediocre sides have found uh, yeah. a new level of pace and skill without crowds uh, in evidence. If we were playing Southampton today, I still wouldn't be thinking we'd win. I, as you said earlier, I can't think of a team in the league at the moment that I would be confident that we will win. We will beat it's, it's, not it's, Tam, it's not, not Burnley. It's so, not good. Uh, right. Okay. So we'll talk Trump later in the year, of course. Because well, he... we've got half term coming up the week after next. So we could do one then. Yeah. But uh, make, a, make a quick, let's have a quick prediction now. I'll tell you mine. I think he wins. I think he wins again. Uh, I think it'll be another narrow one. He'll lose the popular vote. But the headline is, and that's all, all I'm going to confine myself to at the moment, but he wins again. I think there's not a chance of that. He, he is the polls. The polls are only polls, but uh, he is so far behind. It, it would it would be Lazarus like um, to recover from this. I, I've said it before, Graham. There was a guy that was on CNN several months ago before the gap in the polls, who's written a book, and he has correctly predicted the last eleven presidential elections, calling them all using statistics and various uh, analyses that he's written a book about. And they said to him, okay, so who's going to win? And he said, well, Trump's going to lose. And he, he gets them all right. And, and, and I'm hanging my hat on that because that guy knew what he was talking about. And, and Trump's in a lot of trouble, Graham. He, he said some extraordinary things in the last month. His, his slur on the military will... You know, there are there are staunch Republicans who are backing Biden because it's not Trump mm. and they find Biden now acceptable. Mm. Um, the only people who vote for him are these lunatics with their with their, you know, the, the redneck fringe, as far as I can tell. Um, and he's he's so egregious and outrageous. He isn't going to be the president. He's not. Well, let's uh, let's 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 hope not. Uh, and on that on that cheery note. Because yeah. once I am less cheery than you about uh, about these about that, yeah. uh, I think that, uh, for example, the Hunter Biden thing that's coming out over this weekend um, is uh, is going to be is going to affect things. I don't think that's the seismic event. I think what is it? Seismic event. What is that? What it can be. Hmm? What What is that? Um, well, you know that uh, Trump has accused him of being linked, of uh, having uh, made shady business dealings with uh, with uh, a number of Eastern European and Chinese uh, potentates. Um, and there is something about his laptop 
um, is, is laptops revealing uh, cast iron proof that uh, emails that prove that he was in cahoots with China to get uh, to get personal deals done. And, 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 and uh, it's a New York Post story. So it, it's that they've been they've been superb about it because they they've put it front and center because even though they they are very anti-Trump. But then there's something about Twitter and Facebook um, blocking any attempt to spread this, the news of this story. Um, so he'll use that, um, but it won't, uh, it won't necessarily uh, hold Biden under the waterline. I think it's much more likely that what, what Trump will do is to, is to lawyer his way uh, into to re retain office rather than win it, retain office right through for the next six months through legal challenge um, yeah, uh, and uh but uh i i'd be delighted 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 to be proved wrong Del of yeah. course of course because everybody's life will change for the better if that man is removed from office i really do think that that's a domino that if that falls it's likely that johnson is, is that's make that makes johnson even more vulnerable it exposes it leaves people like farage and all his entourage without a role model, without a hero, without somebody to underline their specious, well, non-existent credibility. The benefits are just huge to us, let alone for, the, for our friends in, in the United States. Mm. Yeah. All right, Michael. Um, All right, mate. Thanks uh, for inviting me on. Thank you very much. Uh, you're the, the, only my second guest uh, who's uh, agreed so far to do a second, a second interview and has been delighted. You want to, I'll say this on record as well to end on a cheery note. I do not want a, re, a, a, a response to this. It's just for the record that it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Michael. It's always a pleasure reflecting the other day how, uh, you know, uh, uh, all the thicks and thins that you and I have been through. Mm. Uh, and uh, I owe you a huge debt. No. Uh, and uh, and it's, it is a genuine honour uh, to know you. Cheers, buddy. I appreciate that. And I, that's, I feel exactly the same way. All right. Leave it out. Can you stop recording? In a moment.